Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation and around the world. Welcome, welcome to CourtsideHeat.com, Courtside Heat, the podcast, bringing you the very best in all things NBA. And I couldn't do this podcast without the man, the myth, the legend. The man that Adrian Wojnarowski only dreams that he could be because he's a bald-headed little freak. Not this guy, Adrian Wojnarowski. I'm here with Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely fantabulous, if there is such a thing. We got a ton of stuff to get to. The launch our first week on YouTube was off the Chizards. And we are so excited. If you're coming to us live from Instagram Stories, SoundCloud, uh, the Twitter machine, Facebook, uh, let's bring you up to speed here a little bit. We are on iTunes. Easy peasy. You go to iTunes.com. You open up your iTunes app. You go in there. You hit the little search button. Courtside Heat. One word, three words. Going to take you there. You'll see the logo, you hit subscribe, you listen, and then, if you think we're so deserving, please give us a five-star review, tell us what you think of the podcast, uh, it helps out a great deal. Also, for all you Androiders out there, we are on Google Podcast as well. Just give us a look, search, same sort of deal, however the Google Sphere works. We got a lot to cover this week, but we got to start up by shilling right up front, right? So we're going to break, let me, well, actually, let me do this first. Let me give people a little bit of a sense of what we're going to talk about. The start of the NBA season, it's locked and loaded. We're going to talk about the Western Conference. We got a lot of ugly teams, but some interesting ugly teams. We got uh, some interesting free agent conversation. We'll talk about it, a little bit of draft news, so on and so forth. But as you've grown accustomed to here on Courtside Heat, the podcast, we got to show. We got to do these things that pay the bills. And so how do we do that? Well, first and foremost, we love connecting with you guys. First on the website, that's courtsideheat.com. We love the conversations. We love the retweets, the likes, the little heart things, whatever the, the Facebook world does, and parlor the vote up, no vote down, vote up, stuff like that. On YouTube, man, we love the views. We love all that kind of good stuff. So courtsideheat.com. On Twitter, twitter.com slash courtsideheat. Facebook.com slash Courtside Heat. Go to Parler, P-A-R-L-E-R. It's the only social media network out there that doesn't suppress your freedom of speech. And that's happening on a lot of different platforms. Not the right podcast for that conversation. I dig it. But still at the same time, a lot of cool basketball discussion. We basically own Parler. When it comes to basketball, very good, very cool. Instagram, Instagram's the only one that's different. Instagram.com slash courtside heat NBA. But man, we are like T minus the Black Friday 
And if you've been paying attention to our social media, we've been pumping out a lot of really cool lots, coupons, coupon codes. We got tons of stuff with hundreds of stuff still to be put onto the store at courtsideheat.com slash store. If you want to hit us up on Macari, it's court, courtsideheat.store. Courtsideheat.store. Macari has about how many items right now? About over 298, so around three. Yeah, so 300 with hundreds left still to be put on. As quickly as we're getting stuff on, it's being bought, it's being shipped. Uh, we just had a, a Shay. What was that? Who was that? Uh, Shay Gilgit Alexander card. Yeah, so we had the kind of the rare rookie one that for some reason people are buying like it's going out of style. That's the most recent sell. We got everything. We got every player, old school, new school, in cards, in figurines, in starting lineup, and, and autographs, and pictures. We got it all coming out of the yin-yang. Courtsideheat.store if you want to buy from Macari. Very cool. We're also on eBay. I don't know. Courtside Heat. Find us somewhere. I have no idea. And then courtsideheat.com slash store on the website. The cool thing about going direct to the website, guys, is what kind of coupons are you offering right now? Yes, right now, our huge one has been blowing up. Is that if you spend over $25, you begin a $6 off coupon. Yeah, guys, I mean, so you're talking about 25% off. Big deal. Right now, everybody needs to save dough. We get it. This is going to be a unique holiday season for a lot of people. You can look, ladies, guys, if you're buying for whoever, even yourself, you can look like you spent a million dollars on this sports memorabilia without killing your finances because <coughs> we got it all right there. Very cool stuff, right? Macari, again, is courtsideheat.store. Website, courtsideheat.com slash store coupons. Also, oh, wait a minute. Also, another place. Listen, two, two other places. First of all, when you come to courtsideheat.com, sign up for the newsletter. We got some behind-the-scenes looks. We got things that we don't talk about on social media. We got all kinds of information we don't talk about on the website that just goes out to our subscribers. And we got a cult-like following right now in terms of our subscribers. That's a cool place because there's information happening in the NBA that we don't want to share about in a public forum. So sign up for the free newsletter. So once you come onto the site, you're going to see a little pop-up. Get in there, man. Drop in your handle. Drop in your email. Be a part of that community. Very, very cool. The other place that we're loving right now is Rumble. R-U-M-B-L-E. And for you turds out there that don't know what Rumble is, get off your mother's couch, go over to the Google machine, type in rumble.com, search Courtside Heat, and man, it is such a better platform than YouTube. Anything away from Google, guys, is also a good thing. Yeah, 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 I know. We're on YouTube. We're on Google Podcasts. We are of this world, but we're not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so here's the deal. Rumble, awesome place. We're blowing up there. We got amazing videos on that site. From, from Well, tell, tell about some of the videos that they'll find over at Rumble. Yeah, some of the videos you'll be seeing are most popular, like highlight videos. Like, like career-defined moments of Kobe Bryant, cut yeah. shot from James Harden's wits. It's amazing. And you, you can even catch some more podcast episodes on there. Yeah, yeah. Rumble.com. 
partly owned by Dan Bongino, and if uh, you diaper wearers don't know who he is, I feel sorry for you. Anyway, let's jump into it. Topic number numero uno for all of our South of the Border fans. Yes, boys and girls, the NBA season is starting, and it's going to start when? December 22nd. December 22nd. They didn't bow to the almighty putz LeBron James and start like in March so Precious Cargo could have a little time off. Well, put your big boy underpants on there, LeBron. You're making almost $40 million a year, you old geezer. Do something. So here's kind of the cool part. Look, I think the NBA has made a good decision here. What's going to be the schedule? How many games are they playing? Right now, they're, going to, they're, kidding, they're minimalizing it to 72 games. 72 games. Did they make a determination on the All-Star game and all that kind of stuff? I don't think they're going to be doing an All-Star break by center game and a two-week resting break to the players. Yeah, you know what? I think it's a great idea. Look, I, I like baseball. I think the only sport that truly has the number of games right is football. And quite honestly, I, I hope that's something that they don't change in the future, trying to go to 17 games, 18 games. Right, baseball. Look, uh, I'm in the demographic that loves baseball. Joshua's in the demographic that could care less about baseball. Most of you out there probably aren't big baseball people. You picking at your leg here, Josh? No, that was really oh, it was no, quite I, disturbing. I, 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 no, I was just turning over, turning to the south. Okay, that was uh, really disturbing. Maybe we should do live video podcasts as well. No, I and so when I look at this thing, there's a delicate balance, right? Because in play right now, what's always been is. 82 games is a really long season, and I'm not really sure that 82 games is this number that's so important that's going to give us the best NBA champion of every year. The truth of the matter is, and it's been said for a really long time, is that the NBA season starts when the playoffs start. Um, I'd like to see the NBA change its schedule, kind of modify it down a little bit. Look, guys, I mean, the truth of the matter is, under normal circumstances and normal years, <clears throat> between training camp, going all the way through, some of these guys are playing from September to June. That's long. Uh, look, you you saw I, I'm you saw the wear and tear it's taken on guys through the years. You asked Kobe in those Olympic years. You asked LeBron in those Olymp- Olympic years when. Those guys would go from a full nine-month NBA basketball season right to the Olympics, and in the off years they were training. Look, it's it's tough, and it puts extra mileage on. People don't realize, and there's uh, probably should look up the stat, but after you play the number of playoff games, and if your team's good enough, and you're actually making the NBA Finals, I mean, this is LeBron's, what? He was eight for eight, so what? Nine out of the last ten years, LeBron has been in the NBA Finals. So if you're averaging playing, what, six game per playoff series, there would be first round, second round, Easter Conference Finals. So that would be 24 extra games a year over nine years. You're talking about two extra full seasons just in NBA playoffs, right? Not counting Olympic years. Think about that. That's a lot. So I guess what I'm saying here is, and look, that's why the man spends a million dollars a year. Uh, the one thing you can say about LeBron is he takes care of his body. The other thing you can say about LeBron, the man is durable. Uh, I can't even remember the last time 
that I've even seen them limp on a basketball court, to be totally honest with you, right? I mean, granted, they play a Mary style of basketball now, but forget all that. This dude, this dude is a fine-tuned precision athlete. But people never take that into account. Listen, I'm going to pull it up again. I think I'm 100% spot on. There's, there's the Eastern Conference first round, semifinals, and conference finals. And let's say the NBA Finals win six games as well. That'd be 24 extra games per season. Okay? First of all, that's 25% of your NBA season that you play in the postseason. I'm just talking about LeBron. Right? So now, if he's made the NBA Finals nine out of the last ten years, that means nine of those years he played an extra 24. That's 216 extra basketball games. That's like two and a half seasons, bro. Two and a half seasons. Extra. Not counting the Olympics. Guys, uh, sometimes, again, he's getting paid $40 million. I get it. I think the break between the finals to tip off 70 some odd games, I was looking at a stat. Um, <clears throat> prior to this decision by the NBA, it was the NHL and a few of their short, uh, strike shortened seasons and, and different things that happened in the NBA that had the least amount of off-season time. And the NBA is eclipsing that by almost a month in the in the less amount of off-season time. So look, December 22nd is great for, for us basketball fans. Um, I guess there's a benefit for a lot of those teams uh, that didn't make it to the bubble or had early exits from the bubble. Uh, but for LeBron... And how old is LeBron now? Uh, I think he's like 36, 37. He's, he's like in his late 30s. It has to be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up right now. How old is LeBron? I know there's. I know you guys are screaming out there, oh, he's, he's 35. Yeah, he's 35 years old right now. Look, I mean, look. So, again, if you're looking at that in chronological years, those extra two and a half seasons, that makes him 37 and a half, 38 years old, right? I mean, right. in reality, if you're looking at, Actual years, not counting the Olympics. You throw the Olympics in, he's like 38 and a half, maybe 39 years. That's a, <clears throat> that's a lot of wear and tear. So, yeah, I mean, look, uh, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that that's – look, I think – what well, well let, let's first do it this way. Do you think Adam Silver, the general managers, the owners, the NBA executive community, did they make the right decision on the start date? I think they did. I think – I think financially they did because if they stretch that out to like January or June just for a number, they were projected to lose over a billion dollars. So they had to make it quick and they had to have a quick turnaround. Even without fans, so they needed to do something. I think that was the right start. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> we'll see if COVID is, is around now that uh, <clears throat> the election season's over. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's this is all about the BMO. It's really not even about the BMO. Let's take it one step further. These regional contracts, everybody thinks it's ESPN, everybody thinks it's ABC. It's none of those things. The The game of baseball um, is so successful because of regional contracts from Fox Sports. Uh, the Dodgers are getting paid billions of dollars for Fox to um, have that content locally. That's how baseball teams uh, survive is through that which is a really big deal. So what we're talking about here is, is um, not just the national contracts with ABC and the NBA, uh, but you'd have to 
uh, all those regional contracts are just so important. Uh, like the Phoenix Suns as an example, super important thing. So, yeah, this is this is all about money. Yeah. Plus, also going back to the whole COVID thing and trying to know our fancy arenas. I was actually looking at something that majority of the NBA seat, like most of the NBA teams that play in these cities that have restrictions, you're only allowed to have in most of the seats less than 500 people. So why would the NBA allow them back in at that point? So most of your NBA team cities aren't having those huge crowds. I don't think that's really a thing to ha worry about having fans or not worrying about fans. I think ultimately at some point <clears throat> the NBA for years has has been on the fence about adjusting the length of the season. I go back to the original premise. I mean, So if you could craft an ideal NBA season, what will we be looking at game-wise? I think 62 games, then an in-play tournament. Yeah, it's interesting because I was between 62 and 65. I think, I think chopping off 80 games, look, it's a lot of revenue. That's a lot of TV revenue. That's a lot of revenue. Um... Uh, at the stadiums, at the arenas, that sort of thing. But as everybody else, look, not having live sports because of of the, the quote-unquote pandemic, and by the way, we were never in a pandemic. If you guys actually know the definition of the word pandemic, we've never been in it. I wish people would stop calling it. But for you simpletons, I'll just keep it that way, pandemic. Um, it has devastated uh, ESPN. Uh, just went through another huge round uh, uh, of uh, of layoffs and all of that, and that has to do with uh, you know not having these live games, all the different stuff. I think what the I think they're going to be able to utilize the pandemic to go to the the uh, the players' association and say this, and I and I still think that the revenue share will work. I still think it'll make sense for owners and all that other kind of stuff. So. We'll have to see how that plays out. You know, there's a lot that's going to happen between, you know, now and December 22nd, although we're right around the corner corner for sure. Don't wait till December 22nd to come to courtsideheat.com slash store and thinking that we're going to get you your Christmas gift out to your house in time. It ain't going to happen. All right. Top big number. Dose. We broke it down before two of the crappier teams in the Eastern Conference. Allow us to deal with the poop dwellers in the Western Conference, although I will say to you, these two are really rather intriguing. Josh, give us the first one, who they are, what was their record, and what are you thinking? Okay, so yeah, so first off, at number 15, it was the Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, were, their record it was 15-50. and 50. They were the worst team in their conference, which was the Western Conference. And, and really looking at that, before all these injuries happened, no one was expecting them to have this down-spiraling season. But it all came down to injuries. You had no Stephen Curry, no Clay Thompson. Draymond Green was pulling anything together. And it was just looking dysfunctional, and everybody was like, this is the best we're going to get. We'll try to recoup after the season. That was the team's um, plan. That was Steve Kerr's plan. And But now, this one's is interesting because even though they landed worst in their conference, they're not going to be worse going into next season because they have stars like Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Draymond Green 
who are all going to be fully healthy heading into the next season. But then they have an interesting player like Andrew Wiggins. And even though Andrew Wiggins has his faults and he has many, he's still, is Steve Kerr's going to be able to fix him because he's been able to tune out players over the years. He's been able to help them become better. So he's seeing Andrew Wiggins can become amazing under Steve Kerr's guidance and just put him in a role that fits the team and fits him personally. So I think the Warriors next season will turn around and have a winning season because... All right, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. First of all, allow me to say this is the most talented 15 and 50 team in the history of the NBA. Clay Thompson obviously hurt himself postseason last year. They knew they were going to go the overwhelming majority of the year. As soon as as soon as Steph cracked his little diaper, they were shutting him down. And as soon as it went back, look, here, here's the thing. Steve Kerr was exposed, first and foremost. Okay. Steve Kerr, um, <laughs> yeah, Steve Kerr isn't who what people think he is. He's a great manager of people. He is not a coach that can teach people X's and O's. So I disagree with you on Wiggins. I think the team could allow Wiggins to, to kind of flourish here. But let's let's take a look at this roster real quick. Okay. Who do we know for sure and for certain? Steph Curry, absolutely. Draymond Green, absolutely. Clay Thompson, absolutely. Andrew Wiggins, absolutely. Okay. Then you got Kevin Looney, right? They've always been high on him. He was a draft pick from a, from a couple years ago. Marquise Chris, we'll see. Damian Lee, I don't know. Jordan Poole, who knows. Alan Sabalajalava, who knows. Juan Toscano Anderson, sure. Look, here's the thing. When you look at the makeup of this team, they have the big three. Right? If Steph and Clay come back healthy... They have the big three. But the big three isn't why they won NBA titles, right? So a, a couple core things left from that those championship winning teams. I know what everybody's thinking out there, and it's the bonehead uh, from, from the, the Brooklyn Nets, right? I get that, right? Durant. But even before Durant, they were NBA to champions. Why? Andre Iguodala, for one. Um <clears throat> Sean Livingston was huge for them, number two. This team right now has zero of those role player, intrinsic player, label players that you need to win an NBA title. So I'm going to drop this name out there. We may touch on them in free agents. We may not. I didn't, I didn't take a look at your run sheet. But there's a guy in Boston <clears throat> looking to leave the last $32.4 million of his contract on the table because he wants to enter free agency, and that's who? Gordon Hayward. Yeah, Gordon Hayward. Interesting guy. And I'm not exactly sure that this team needs more shooters. Okay? Uh, they need to be a little bit more ball creators. That whole thing. Look. Their big three is there. Uh, I'm not sure what the next step is. I'm not exactly sure. 
there's got to be something about D'Angelo Russell that's just off. Right? So he had this breakout year with the Nets. They didn't want him. Right? Right. Signs a free agent deal with the Warriors who could actually be the ball handler, the penetrator, kicking it out to Steph, kicking it out to Clay, doing that whole thing. They didn't want him either. Right? Right. They ship him to Minnesota. Well, guess what? I'm not entirely sure they want him either. So I'm not – I don't understand what's wrong with D'Angelo Russell. I would have loved for the Suns to make a play for him. There's got to be something on the back end. What I'm saying, though, is why trade – now, Andrew Wiggins. Let's talk about him. If Andrew Wiggins could turn out to be that 18-7 and seven guy, 18-7-3 guy, Big win. Big win. If you can rely on Wiggins for 18, Draymond for 12, Steph for 28, Clay for 23, right? And Wiggins can be a part of the, this team. It's better than any draft pick that you can get. He's a first former number one overall, right? He has the physical attributes. Uh, he didn't make it in Minnesota. Not many people do. Last time I checked, Garnett is the only one who ever made it. Ask Stephon Marbury. Ask Christian Laidner. Ask Rick, Rick, Ricky Rubio. There's something about that franchise. But when I take a look at this roster, bro, this is the big three, Wiggins and a pack of clowns. Uh, Kevin Looney is a great role player. I would, you know, I would make sure I'd have him sign beyond the years. He was integral in one of those championship runs, right? He's that... He's that gritty gutty one that's that's got a little bit of skill, but um, uh, who's that going to be? I mean, look, the Ball family already said they don't want Lamelo anywhere near um, uh, uh, Golden State, right? So they have they have just different aspirations. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? We'll probably talk about that in the draft section. But here's the other thing: for most of Steph's career. He's dealt with injuries. Can you rely on Steph Curry being there for 72 games plus postseason this upcoming year? I know you can say that about everybody, but it's always his ankles. Always. It has been from his rookie year coming out of Davidson until now, his ankles. So can you count on What's Clay going to be? We don't know. He should be fine, right? By the way, Clay Thompson rookie card. Guess who's got it? Courtsideheat.com or courtsideheat.store over Macari. Check out that Clay Thompson rookie card because if he comes back and he kills it and nobody buys it, we're going to double the price. Buy it while you can. Anyway, all I'm saying to you is they need a little bit more. That's why they went out and got Durant. I don't know where this team would be without Durant for those those couple seasons, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we'd be talking uh, about Steve Kerr, you know, back at TNT as an analyst. Um, I don't think this team would be remotely uh, what it is that people think that they are or think that they were. It's going to be a really interesting year. It's going to start with the draft. I'm not sure there are going to be players in free agencies, free agency. Because quite, quite honestly, you may you may disagree with me, but I think this free agent class is pretty rank. 
Uh, but that's just kind of my, my opinion. What do you see them possibly doing in the draft? That's very that's tough because like we were saying, Mel Ball doesn't want to go there, nor do the Warriors want. They're not high. Now, they're not high on James Wiseman either. So, but someone they are looking at, I believe his name is Adobe Toppin, which is a big man. They've been very high on him. They like what they're seeing. It's interesting because there's been nothing there that would that would strike me as them having a big man style. You know what I mean? I like how how does a big man play in, into their role? You know what I mean? Right. Well, you never know. They could try to kick it back to um. Earlier, so I remember like Andrew Bogut, if I say his last name. Right? Yeah, but Andrew Bogut wasn't there to be an integral part of the, the offense. If you're picking somebody at number one, number two, where are they picking at again? Um, Number two. Number two. You're not picking a role player like Bogut, right? Bogut was a role player out of Australia. Uh, you know, he was a space clogger. Different time, different place. It was kind of like David Lee when they had him at center. David Lee wasn't, you know, asked to produce or, or do any of those sort of things. So, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, just, just not going to be great on that end. I think, I think, look, you went through the pain in a strange season. The fans are giving you a pass. You had the brand new arena. You had a great run, obviously. I think you've got to make an impact draft. I don't think the guy that you're talking about is it. I happen to be a Larry Wiseman guy. Uh, or no, what's James his name? Wiseman. Jace Wiseman. Who's Larry Wiseman? No, there's somebody, maybe not a basketball player. Don't you worry about it, just calm down. I'm looking at James him. Wiseman. Uh, who's I don't know who Larry Wiseman is. Anyway, I, I think James Wiseman makes a lot of sense because that's a skill set in a player. Anthony Edwards is a skill set in a player of somebody they don't have on a roster right now. Um, so, look, I think big deal, little deal. Look, I think this is a turning point for this franchise uh, because now if they come up, Everybody is healthy, and they lay a stink bomb. Now we're going to know that uh, they brought in Kevin Durant not to be a super team, but to save the team. And there's a big difference. All right, let's jump into the second of the two worst Western Conference teams. This shouldn't surprise anybody, although you would think there's a plethora of players or uh, uh, organizations that would be in front of these guys. It's the always dysfunctional... Timberwolves. Yeah, Minnesota Timberwolves. What was the record last year, Josh? Uh, the record was 19-45. All right. So talk to us. What do we got? Where do I begin with this team? And as I was looking over this, um, the only people they have as stars on their team, or the only good players on their team, is Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Because... Um, they don't have no supporting cast. They have no one on the bench that's good. I see the only other player that they might have that's good is Edmund Turner, if I'm correct. And that should make you. I should be scary when you have your players, Evan Turner. Well, let me let me break down the roster before you jump into the rest. D'Angelo Russell, point guard, cat right center, Malik Beasley out of Florida, point guard, Jared Culver, another point guard. So we got three point guards. We're actually going to have four. Uh, who I'm going to say, Juancho Gomez, small forward, and uh, Josh Okogie, point guard, James Johnson, forward, Jared Vanderbilt, forward, Nas Reed, forward, Evan Turner, you mentioned him, Jake Lehman, Omari Spellman, Jordan McLaughlin, 
Jacob Evans, Keelan Martin, Jalen Noel. Uh, just remember, at one point, this team had Jimmy Butler, the Big Cat, Andrew Wiggins, and Tom Thibodeau as their coach. Uh, man, uh, just just totally different. And, and the guy that owned this uh, that owned this joint really tried to do everything he did good to keep that uh, core together. And and it just it just didn't work out. And and so now, look, here's the good news. You're building around. Bob, you have to build around Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, without question. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns is a physical specimen. He's an athlete. He's a player. He's got the skill set. I don't think he's got the drive. And and that's that's a big part of the problem. I think that's why Jimmy Butler, uh, quite honestly, couldn't couldn't uh, <laughs> he couldn't play with him. I think that's why uh, Thibodeau couldn't coach him because as as a superstar, uh, you're expecting them to kind of lead the way, and that's simply not the case. And so now we look at you know Flip Saunders' son Ryan Saunders, you know Flip Saunders, longtime coach, executive with the Timberwolves. God bless his soul, he passed away. Is Ryan Saunders that guy? You know I don't know. Uh, I think they're trying to go to a blast in the past with Ryan Saunders hoping that he can have that same sort of uh, magic that Flip Saunders had when Flip was there and, and they were a perennial, I don't want to say a perennial playoff contender, uh, certainly with, with Garnett and, and the folks that they had there. Is that the right coach? No. Again, Billy Donovan was the right coach. As Billy Donovan was the right coach for a lot of teams, the Bulls grabbed him. Maybe Donovan said, no, I have no idea. Maybe he didn't want to talk to you, so I have no idea. Is Ryan Saunders it? I don't know. I think that he's going to have the same time problem relating to those guys as um, uh, the guy that just got hired in Houston. Um, it's going to become a credibility issue, and his name is is completely escaping me. We talked about him in the last podcast. Anyway, look, D'Angelo Russell, I think, is a real deal point guard. I think he needs a system, stability. It would have been good to have some vets around him, that's for sure. I thought he was better housed at Golden State. I, I, I thought Golden State really needed that point guard to take the playmaking off of staff and those guys. But if you got an inside-outside game in the sense of a point guard in, in uh, uh, D'Angelo and Cat being the inside, you have something. The one thing that Minnesota has never done very well is draft. And so here we go again, right? There's no way they'd be looking at LaMelo Ball, but who knows? They should be looking at James Wiseman. Oh, by the way, who was Larry Wiseman? Oh, he's a part of the Wiseman group. He's the CEO or something like that. Yeah, I have no idea where you got from. Oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you right now. But now about James Wiseman. Yeah. And I, um, we, were, we were actually going to get to that in the um, draft section. But um, James Wiseman doesn't want to play with the Timberwolves because of Carl Anthony Towns. Just because he doesn't want to be a nerd. He doesn't want to have like a two-big-man um, system down in Minnesota. Oh, that would make sense. So are, are they then looking for a forward in, in like uh, Anthony Edwards? If I were them, I would say we're going to take Anthony Edwards for the number one pick. We're going to have a solid point guard, a solid center, and then we're going to have a great a forward. I would take it all day, and we could build those three around and hopefully have a winning season. 
Minnesota's in the West. Um, they got an unseasoned coach. Didn't work with Tibbs. I thought, man, I thought really thought Tibbs was going to do some amazing things with that team. Uh, obviously, because he coached Jimmy Butler and all that. Um, so there's there's some inside out problems that are happening there. Where do they go? Uh, I think they're plus eight. I think they're a twenty seven to thirty win team. What do you think? If they draft well and they make smart decisions and their players actually stay healthy and they, and they actually do well, I think you're looking about 26 to 28 wins. Okay. Look, I mean, that's probably too much airtime on the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're always intriguing as far as things go. I think they're one of those perennial haplet losers that will catch fire for two or three years, i.e. the Sacramento Kings. And that's just kind of the makeup of their organization from the top down. Uh, better than Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, sad but true. All right. Let's bust into this part. I want to call this big deal, little deal, most intriguing, most underrated, most disappointed. So let's talk a little free agency. And I'm going to be honest with you there, big boy. Uh, I notice a name missing because everybody thinks that Anthony Davis is going to avoid that last year of his contract, and re-side with the Lakers. You know what I would love for him to do? Stab them right smack dab in the middle of the heart and go somewhere else. I think that would be a lot of fun, personally. Uh, I think Anthony Davis deserves to have a little free agency. But, you know, he may say, hey, look, LeBron's going to be around for a couple years. I'm in my prime. Let's go see if we can run one back. Maybe next year, if it doesn't happen this year, whatever. Then I'll, you know, I'll take my seven-year deal somewhere, you know, make all that money, so on and so forth. So I know he's not a part of our free agents because the belief uh, in among the league circles, the insider circles that that Josh runs in, is that um, AD staying with the Lakers. I think it would be a lot more fun, you know, if he showed up on a private plane, you know, to Phoenix. I don't. I think that'd be awesome. But anyway, yeah. um, who is right now Josh's most Intriguing player in free agency. The most intriguing player right now in free agency would be Fred Van Fleet. Oh, you and Fred Van Fleet. I love Fred Van Fleet. I know you do. Go ahead. Tell tell the minions about Fred Van Fleet. Okay, so right now, the reason why he's the most intriguing player right now on free agency is because Fred Van Fleet is averaging 17 points per game and six assists six assists per game. Plus, he's continuing his improvement as a starter. His whole role span is starting. It was very key with him playing with Kyle Lowry with the Raptors and just him kept developing even with Kawhi there. And, well, here's the thing. He has been there. Oh, sorry. Um, and right now, I think the reason why he's the most intriguing is because not only is he a proven shooter, but he's also a proven passer. And he knows how to get to and he knows how to drive. He has those tiny details in him that can make a big impact. And here's the thing. The Raptors would have to make a very, very deep dive into their 2021 caps are just to retain Van Fleet alone. And they have many other players that are free agents this like this upcoming uh, free agency, most notable, most notably Serge Ibaka. So I think for fan, Fred Van Fleet, 
he's going to sign somewhere else. And I think that I think the team is going to sign with, and it's looking to be like the Pistons or Knicks because they desperately need a point guard. I think he's going to make a good impact on that team. So you're predicting, as we stand here right now, that Fred Van Fleet is going to the Knicks or Pistons, but. I say they're gonna. I think he's gonna go to the next. See what happens. Huh. Interesting. So Knicks or Pistons? I'm. I'm taking the Knicks. I think if they give him the right amount of money that he's looking for, and they persuade him to come to New York, who has a band thing since Patrick Ewing, I say that he's gonna go to the Knicks because imagine R.J. Barrett, Fred VanVleet. And possibly Lamelo Ball, they try to pull in strings or how far he drops. Hmm. You're looking at something right there. No, I'm just yeah. No, I think it's interesting. Look, you had this obsession with uh, Fred Van Fleet. Big deal, little deal for me. Ultimately, I think it's a little deal. I don't, I don't see him being uh, a difference maker whatsoever. Uh, but you know, we shall see on that end of things. Let's go to the most underrated player. And free agency, who's that? That would be Christian Wood. And I have a feeling nobody knows who Christian Wood it Wood is. But you're saying he I, by far to me, I think he's the most underrated player on free agency because in the past fifteen games, he has been averaging twenty-two points and nine rebounds. That's almost he's just shy by one rebound. Of a double double per game, he has been their top rebounding uh, rebounding big man since on since the Andre Drummond trade to Cleveland. And, and even though he has not gone, a lot okay, of hold on a second. We're making this a big deal, and everybody online is making this Christian Wood guy to be a big deal because for a stretch of fifteen games, this guy averaged low twenties. That's what you're saying to me. Is that what you're saying to me? But hold on, wait a minute. But once, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait, once Andre Drummond was taken out of the picture, yeah, in those last fit, past 15 games, he became the big man that actually get, was able to get rebounds and his statistics climbed up and he became a better player because he was able to get into more minutes and he got into a more manageable role. So that's why that's why I'm high on him. That's why I think he's the most underrated player because he's underrated because he hasn't proven himself yet, but he's climbing up the statistics. He's and and you think by going to the Knicks, that's somehow going to help his career? The Knicks are a cesspool. They're a wasteland. They're a joke. Well, the Knicks are strong contenders to have them, but also... Possible contenders to try to pursue would be the Suns and Hornets. I would love to say, and they had interest in him, Oh, I think earlier back, but basically it would be interesting for him to go to the Suns. So have the he's like a bench player. No! I have no interest in Christian Wood being here. Christian Wood can bite it. Fine. The Hornets would be great. They don't have anybody that can get those rebounds. Honestly, they don't have anybody. You just have Devontae Graham. That's all you have. Is they player. don't have anybody. Jordan has no idea how to build an NBA roster. I don't. I, you know, it just goes to show just because you are the best of the best at something doesn't mean you can build it and manage it. And he's living proof of it. It's true. But he's still the greatest of all time. He's still the greatest of all time. 
He's not the greatest executive of all time. That's Jerry West. If 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 he really was serious about building his his uh, his basketball team, he would have said, "Jerry, what is it going to take to get you to come to Charlotte?" But uh, yeah, all right. Listen, I'm not talking about Christian Wood anymore. But I you are. Why do you think? Do you understand? In the free agent class that we're talking about, we're talking about Fred Van Vliet. And Christian Wood. Okay, and, and this okay, next, any nerd job besides Goran Hayward, Anthony Davis. What I'm saying is, this is a horrible year. As bad as a year this is for the NBA draft, this is as equally as bad for free agency. This is not the year that you want to have the number one overall pick. This is not the, the year that you want to have the most amount of cap space. The quality of player isn't there. Fred Van Fleet is a great, is, he's a very good player, but he's not a mark. He's not going to put butts in the seats. Right, he's not going to draw an audience. All of those things. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm very high on both those guys. I don't think you're giving Christian Wood enough credit. I don't. You're giving him credit based upon 15 games. This is such a knee-jerk reaction world that we live in anymore. That yeah, that's yeah. I, I, Wait I a minute. Per 36 minutes that he has, he's been getting 20 points and 10 rebounds. That has to account for something. No, it doesn't. He, it's not like he did it for an entire year as a track record. He wasn't even playing the full allotment of NBA teams. I No, no he's a nice player. You're not building. Any, look, he's not going to put butts in the seats. He's not going to help you win an NBA title. No, I'm going to take that back. He could help you win the NBA title. He won't be the reason why. You win an NBA title. And in free agency, when you want to make a splash, is that what the Knicks are down to? The Knicks can't get anybody, so it's Fred Van Vliet and Christian Wood? That franchise has fallen that far? Are you kidding me? Come on. All right. I can't believe we're talking about this guy. Probably the worst draft pick uh, ever uh, for the Phoenix Suns. That's why I have him at the most disappointing free agent. Well, I think the other two were pretty disappointing as well. Go ahead. Tell the people who the most disappointing free agent player on the market this year, yes. The bum, Josh Jackson. He's better than you. I don't play in the NBA. And he's like, he's like in his mid, I think he's like 27 years. But whatever, he has more experience on me. But yeah, um. <laughs> more experience and talent. Yeah. Just saying. He's been training like every single day. Okay, but besides that, Josh Jackson. Um, where do I start? Besides, he's the most, the reason why I have the most disappointing player as a free agent this year, let me just tell you something real quick. Markel Fultz this year was better than Josh Jackson. And Markel Fultz, for everybody that didn't know, is considered one of the, um, one of the greatest first overall picks to be a bust. And he had more. Po I had more points, more rebounds, and more assists per game than Josh Jackson. Jackson only averaged nine points, three rebounds, in twenty-two games this past season. And Sally, he was pulling the G League. Well, look, you act like that's that far away from Christian Wood, who probably tripled the minutes that Josh Jackson had. So if they played the same amount of minutes, how do we know that Josh Jackson couldn't put up the crappy statistics that Christian Wood did that everybody's making a big deal about? I'm not saying that 
Josh Jackson, the fourth overall pick to the Phoenix Suns in 2017 as a player. What I'm saying is, is that, um, uh, I mean, <laughs> the difference between Christian Wood and Josh Jackson, uh, not that much. But, yeah, but here's, well, I'm looking up the minutes because now I'm wondering. No, no, the minutes don't matter. But basically... Yeah, we don't want to use facts. Yeah, we don't want to use facts. We're not that kind of podcast. Yeah. Fact. Let's just let's go with the cool stuff instead. But all I'm saying is Josh, Josh Jackson is a disappointing player because what does he bring besides nine points and three... Okay, let me put you this. His career average for his career in three seasons is... Um, 11 points. He couldn't get over that stretch this season. His best season was when he was with the Suns in 2017. Is this because you got a Josh Jackson rookie card you can't unload? No. Because that, that usually your rage like this only happens no, because but if you, somebody won't buy the rookie card somewhere. No, no, but here's the thing. You were signed by Memphis, but it was originally first for their G League team. You're like, oh, hey, let's make you go. Well, here. that is true. I mean... But then That's all brutal. of a sudden he goes to the main roster because he did great in the G League. It's the G League. There's a reason why there's a G League. You couldn't play there. I'm not one of the guys that's always there. Right. They have more experience than me and more talent. We already discussed that. I know, but I'm just want to remind you, you no talent, bro. Just saying. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I think when you have when you're comparing two players. Markel Look, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Look, and I, I actually, I was encouraged what I saw out of Markel Folks, uh, uh, Folks last year. I mean, I think he got a fresh start in Orlando. I'm still rooting for the guy. Not exactly sure what happened in 76ers with the 76ers, but they break a lot of guys. Um, uh, boy, I would have loved to have seen him with with Doc Doc Rivers. I think Doc is an amazing coach. He's an excellent head coach. But yeah, I mean, look. Markel Fultz may be a, a, a draft bust right now. I'm not sure that Colangelo should have selected him first overall when he was uh, the GM of the 76ers. I'm willing to give him a pass. I'm willing to give him a pass and let him mature. He could turn into a really good ball player with Aaron Gordon down there. Is he going to be the first overall pick quality? No, but not many guys are, to be totally honest with you. Look, Josh Jackson, I mean, he was a, he was supposed to be a big deal here. In Phoenix, he was that athletic guy, that creator guy that we were hoping for. Is he going to get signed? Yeah, I think he's going to get signed. The fact that he couldn't get real minutes on the Memphis Grizzlies, that's pretty bad because Memphis is, Memphis is trash, and they've always been trash as an organization, ownership, fan base, players, uh, concession workers, uh, parking lots, stadium, facility, city, town. Tennessee is basically trash when you get down to it anyway. However, the fact that you can't get minutes there, man, that's tough. Because the one thing that they lacked this year was a depth of talent. Uh, to go, who, who was the kid? Uh, John Moran? John Moran. Yeah, I mean, so now they're going to ruin that kid's career by being in Memphis. Hopefully he can get out of there as soon as possible. But if you got John Moran, and, and it was a shame that, you know, Josh Jackson couldn't be more. And, and that's 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 truly, uh, yeah, that's truly disappointing. Yeah, look, he is by far and away. When you look at it on paper, the fourth overall pick gets traded. The Phoenix Suns give up on you because you're not doing what you're doing. You go to Memphis. You're hoping for a new lease on life. They're like, hey, why don't you go have fun at our G League team, right? I don't know what he did statistically wise down there, right? 
And then, I mean, I understand that you're using Markel Folks for your own little pinata, your own little fun. I don't think it's fun. I, I didn't want to say I don't something. Think it's fun. No, don't when, say anything. No, no, no. When this the is nothing of value there. Go ahead. When the 2017-2018 Suns gave up on Josh Jackson, I need to tell you something because the Suns were not good in 2017-2018. No, look, the Suns had a lot of more deep-rooted issues. I mean, before they got Monty Williams, man, we were changing coaches and offensive philosophy like people changed their underwear. Uh, we couldn't get anything. The only thing that was consistent was everything was inconsistent in Devin Booker. I think things have finally changed. I, I, I mean, look, it, some of these guys are really difficult to project. You go back through the NBA draft, and there were studs come out of college that looked like absolute men, studs, different makers in the NBA. And they simply couldn't pan out. But then you guys got guys like Andrew Bogut and Eddie Jones and all these really interesting guys through the years that were not studs in college that made it in the NBA. And oftentimes, this whole thing is just a crapshoot. Is he the most disappointing free agent uh, this year? Yeah, probably. Probably is. But you know what? You keep Markel Fultz out of your mouth. Seriously, no more free agent talk. I can't. There's just no more. There's just, yeah. We have talked about in free agency, just to be very clear, Fred Van Vliet. Love him. Christian Wood. Underrated. Josh Jackson. Bomb. You know what? I'm buying a Josh Jackson. Oh, don't do that. Phoenix Suns jersey. Oh, boo. Yeah, boo They're selling his autograph for 10 bucks. On I, to I totally buy that. I totally would. If if the score store was Courtside Heat, you know, on, yeah. on eBay then. I'd be totally for that. Courtsideheat.com forward slash uh, store. All right. Look, let's dive into the last topic of the day, which is going to be, again, yeah. Right? I mentioned it in the last segment. This is not, you know, um, gosh, what was that? I can't, I wish I could remember that bus name from uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers. The poor Cavaliers, right? Uh, they, they got, I think they had back-to-back first-round picks. And there's just some years you, you don't want to have a top pick. Look, you never want to have a top pick because that means your team stinks. I get that. But when you're looking to rebuild, having the top pick and, eesh, right, so, like free agency, you got a lot of cap room. Knicks have a lot of cap room. You look around, again, Christian Wood, Fred Van Fleet, uh, good players if we were putting them around. Look, if you were putting Fred Van Fleet with, look, he was great with Kawhi. Hit some clutch shots in that championship. I love for the, he would be great with Phoenix, right? right. He would be tremendous with Phoenix. He, you just, you put him on uh, the, the Knicks with, uh, what's it, with R.J. Barrett? That's yeah. where we're going? They started rebuild process. No, for crying they, have, they haven't had a good By the player. way, R.J. Barrett rookie card. Is that graded? Yes, PSA 9. PSA 9, R.J. Barrett rookie card right now on Macari courtsideheat.store. Courtsideheat.store. What are you like, looking at your leg muscles? I'm not looking at my leg muscles. You know, when he's, not, when he's not talking, he's actually doing push-ups. I'm not exactly sure, you know, who uh, – who he's trying to get big biceps for on the podcast because our, our female demographic is like less than 1%. But anyway, uh, all right, let's dive into a little little draft news. We're not going to go in order with this thing. We're going to have a conversation about uh, maybe two guys and then your Atlanta Hawks because uh, somebody's got to talk about them because even the people in Atlanta, they don't talk about them. All right, let's talk about the name just because – of his dad, uh, Lonzo, or Lonzo, eh, who cares? He's a bust, too. LaMelo Ball? Look, I think, here's what I think. Hold on. 
I'm going to tell you why Fred Van Fleet uh, is not going to the Knicks. Uh, Lonzo signed with Clutch Sports, LeBron James's uh, uh, agency. I don't care if you know it's his. Um, Lonzo wants to go to the Knicks. That's where Lonzo wants to go, and I think he's going to force a trade out of the Pelicans. I mean, why anybody would want to play for Stan Van Gundy? The biggest piece of human garbage ever, however. Uh Lonzo's always wanted to go to the Knicks. Um, I think he needs to be, yeah. I think that's ultimately, between me, I I really think that he's going to force his move out of there. But LaMelo Ball, is he falling out of the top three, dude? What are you hearing? By the way, if you guys were a part of the, the newsletter, the free newsletter, did we have LaMelo La Ball information? I don't know. There was only one way to find out. But sometimes you got to go to the source and, and different things like that. But anyway, LaMelo La Ball falling out of the top three. So yeah, is he falling out of the top three? Because right now... I can't even believe he'd be in the top three discussion. Go ahead. Well, the way his draft class going, he has to be. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. But yeah, so there's been reports coming out that... Uh, Mel Ball's pre-draft workouts and interviews did not go as well, did not go as planned because the hype was not there for his workouts. Plus, I don't know if it's possible, he struggled in the interviews, and this was noted by the Ringer's own Kevin O'Connor. Ringer. <laughs> I hate the Ringer. Go ahead. But, and also I want to point out something, I want to point out something bigger, because I don't believe the pre-draft workouts in interviews will affect them that much. But all the teams that I'm about to know would be the Timberwolves, Warriors, and Hornets have uh, does not need a ha- uh, does not need a point guard. Warriors have Stephen Curry. Hornets have Devontae Graham. Timberwolves yeah, but have uh, let me just say this, and LaMelo doesn't want to go to Golden State. Steph- uh, Stephen Curry is not a point guard. He's just not. He's not your prototypical point guard. Steph Curry is a shooting guard. He is a shooter. He is, look, I'm telling you, that's why I didn't understand D'Angelo Russell. I, I, you don't need to have the ball in Curry's hands for him to create a shot. He'll have a shot anywhere, in the tunnel. He's proven that in pregame warm-ups, right? Right? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, look, no, I'm serious. The guy can hit it from anywhere. It's, I know, I saw um, that's why I thought D'Angelo Russell was such a, a smart free agent acquisition for uh, for Golden State. But anyway, I, yeah, look, I uh, yeah. So, uh, here's the thing: the Warriors are just full shooters. That's how they always played since they really got into that championship. But so mode. is Lamelo. Lamelo. Lamelo's going to be an absolute bust in the NBA. He played on some you know D level Euro trash league. And he played hero ball the whole time. That shows you how weak this draft is, to your point, that he's even in the conversation of the top three. He Once he starts playing and NBA defenses D up on LaMelo, he will be nothing. But Yeah, it's like that. you can't compare the NLB to an actual college defense. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. College? You didn't go to college. No, that's what I'm saying. He played in the NBL, but you can't compare that 
to a college defense. You can't compare that to anything. He played in some Euro trash league. He's taking shots from everywhere. Now they call yeah. that a highlight. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of the NBA now. Look, Lamelo, yeah. Lamelo. Uh, I don't know. I mean, is he going to be better than Lonzo? I, I don't know. I because I don't really don't know. I mean, Lonzo put up really less than no production with with the Pelicans, and I, I understand the situation with Zion and, and whatnot. Stan Van Gundy's not going to do anything for his career. He's going to ruin Zion. I mean, yeah, he's going to ruin Zion. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't see it with with Lamelo. Um, somebody's going to draft him on potential. Somebody's going to draft him for to sell some jerseys. Somebody's going to draft him because of the weakness of this draft class. Uh, in real draft class years, Lamelo is not even in the top fifteen. Good for him. Look, get everything you can get. Get every dollar you can get. Get every every sponsorship and endorsement deal that you can get. The truth of the matter is uh, he's going to get drafted based upon hype, trash Euro defenses, and, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's just not good. So, look, uh, pre-draft workouts didn't go as planned. Come on. He is who he is, and I think the pre-draft workouts is exposing who he is. Where does he end up? I don't know. Pistons? Maybe. Knicks? Nope. Uh, the, the Wolves don't want them. I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the Timberwolves grab them. I, I have no idea. But as you said, they have D'Angelo Russell. I, so we'll, we'll see. Let's jump to number two. James Wiseman, man. I mean, this guy out of Memphis. Penny Hardaway is your coach. I understand he, you know, he was there for a cup of coffee. To me, he has the biggest upside of everybody in this draft. He'd be the guy that I would draft if I was an NBA GM regardless of needed position, because there's nobody in this draft that's an immediate, perfect stopgap, fill that position sort of thing. Anyway, I like James Wiseman. I think he's going to be a baller. What do you think? Yeah, I think James Wiseman is going to be very good. I think he's going to be one of those players. I don't want to categorize him as a big man, but everybody's been calling him big man. But he's going to be one of those guys that are going to fill his space Make sure that everything's cut around the perimeter, inside, making sure you can get those rebounds hard. Now, something I have been noticing. Yes. Where would he go? Because he doesn't want to go to the Timberwolves. The Warriors might not really have use for him. Why? Why? Well, the Warriors... He's got a better skill set than uh, Draymond Green does. But here, but, okay, taking the Warriors' eyes, they're just focused on, oh, sure, that's been their mentality or scheme for the past few years now. Well, that's the NBA now. Yeah, it, there's no more traditional big man. So, like, and here's the thing, the Warriors aren't even high on James Wise. Yeah, I don't know. Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Yeah. Then they, well, I'm just saying from... I'm just saying from the Warriors' perspective, they done good no. for shooters. They done team. good? They, they done good, Mom! They did, they did good okay. with shooters. Look, James Wiseman is a really interesting pick. Um, look, I, he's not going to last to six. And I know we're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. What a great pick for the Hawks. Uh, I think James Wiseman will be, but he won't be there. Where does he go? I, I don't have an answer to that question. I know people are projecting a lot of different places. I don't think I don't think the T Wolves are going to be right. 
Um, I think any sort of competition with, uh, with the big cat is going to deter cat and it's going to deter Weissman. Um, who picks a three? Uh, Hornets. The Hornets will be good because right now their big man is Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller! My man! Cody Zeller! Cody, man. Cody Zeller he is the bomb! No way! He deserves to be on Knicks. That's Listen, how bad he is. You're so bitter because of NBA 2K. I hate him. And Cody Zeller owning you and every... Listen, I'm, I'm looking at my strats. Co- Cody, Zeller, <laughs> Cody Zeller is what he is, right? He actually got paid some money from the Hornets. Uh, Cody Zeller did, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, no, look, I mean... Uh, <laughs> The the Hornets. I mean, look again. I yeah. Look, I think James Wiseman is a talent. Who picks four? Um. Well, I mean, look. That's very. Where, where where is this information on the run sheet here? We should have this at our at our fingertips. Oh, jeez, this is taking forever. Oh, oh. Um, Chicago. James Wiseman, Billy Donovan, love that, love that. But I don't know if he fits with. I mean, Zach Levine is what? Is he is he a small forward? Yeah. Levine Wiseman? I don't I don't know. And I you know, who knows? Who's four? Uh five would be Cleveland. Oh, please don't go to Cleveland. <laughs> You're gonna be over. No, he'll force trade. Wiseman? Love in the kid. So who's the kid? Sexton? Yeah. And Garland. Just in front of it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then obviously we know six Atlanta Hawks. Look. Uh, I, I don't know how anybody's evaluating anybody right now. Heck, nobody even knows if there's going to be a college basketball season coming up. So, I mean, there's so many unanswered questions. Uh, James Wise, Wiseman, you know, he was always going to be one and done at Memphis. Uh, I, I think a lot of these guys get drafted on potential. That's exactly what Wiseman is. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, Wiseman is my favorite uh, uh, in the in the in the draft class right now. I know. Look, I know Anthony Edwards is the proven commodity out of Georgia. I get that. Uh, listen, SEC basketball is not SEC football. Uh, let's be kind of clear uh, in in terms of the sort of competition that he went up against. Again, if I was a GM, I was picking in the top six. There'd be no question in my mind that James Wiseman is that draft pick. You know, for me. All right. We teased it, the Atlanta Hawks. For some reason, Josh uh, loves the Atlanta Hawks. Maybe no. it's a Trey Young thing. We sold the, we sold the Trey Young rookie, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Man, what a, what a great buy it was for that person. we got to get our hands on some more. Uh, do we have any more Trey Young rookies? We do not. Okay, yeah. that He would he would be one that we would definitely want to get our hands on. But anyway, are the Hawks shopping their sixth overall pick? Yes, they are. Right right now their mindset for shopping their sixth overall pick would get a pl- would get a player to fit their young core team and help them to the next step, potentially to NBA playoffs. And because the Hawks right now are in, have a win now mentality. They're going all in. They want to capitalize on Trey Young's talents. And stu- superstardom. Look, I, I I don't mean to cut you off. Look, I, I it's like the NFL. The NFL right now, when you draft a quarterback in the top whatever, he's on a rookie deal. And you have the ability to fill in the pieces, fill in the gaps around him while he's still in his rookie deal. When they get to that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger level, and they're making all that money, it's hard to fill in all those pieces, right? 
And most organizations are not like the Steelers, where you can have a Le'Veon Bell, an Antonio Brown, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Juju Smith-Schuster, although he was on a rookie contract at the time. They understand how to run their football team as an organization so they can keep stars. The NBA can't do that. Small market teams like the Atlanta Hawks can't do that. So he's on his he's on his rookie contract right now. So they're trying to win because, A, they want to be able to keep him. B, they want to attract some people in and create that culture that Budenholzer did in 15 and 16, right, of a 60-plus win team, which I think that they can do in making the right moves. Luka Doncic for Trey Young, do they regret that whole thing? I don't know, right? I, I don't know. Uh, we'll kind of find out, but that's kind of my, my thoughts on that. What else What else did you want to say on that, Ed? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to remind everybody that even though if they can't shop, the, if they can't trade the pick right now, don't worry because they're not afraid to get aggressive on draft day and trade their pick or trade a pie on draft day. Because remember, as, um, as you were saying, they did the whole thing like with Luke, like Luka Doncic for Trey Young, and they would sub over a draft pick too. So they're expected to be pretty aggressive towards free agents, but also the draft. And I think right now they're like, scratch the draft, get rid of the pick, and you know, let's see if we get a player that can help us help the young core fit in and take their level. To the next step. Well, I, I think that the most difficult thing right now about trading the sixth overall pick is the unknowns, right? The pieces have to come together in this sense. The teams that would be interested in six would be, could we get a Larry Wiseman? Could we get an Anthony Edwards? Could we get a LaMelo? Is one of those guys going to slip? What, what's wrong? Um, I don't think Larry Wiseman from the Wiseman group. Did I say Larry again? Yes. Like, what, what is what is Larry? Like, what, what, what's your session? His name is James Wiseman. I kind of know a Larry Wiseman or something. You know what? Forget it. He is Larry Wiseman. Uh, I'm not calling him James anymore. No, no. No, I mean, look. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know why. There's, I kind of know a Larry Wiseman somewhere. Yeah, I see. Larry Wiseman, if you're out there listening to this podcast, hit us on Twitter at courtsideheat.com. You know, give us a little heat for constantly. I don't know who Larry Wiseman is. I, but anyway, look, I think six is the toughest one of the six, seven, and eight are the three toughest positions in the NBA draft, in most drafts, because the quote unquote star impact players are gone. You gotta really fall in love with somebody to spend the capital to get to six. Now, who is somebody willing to trade out there? I don't I don't know. Uh, and, and, yeah, they may be shopping that pick. But who and what are they looking for? That Those are the questions to be answered. Six is a really tough position because your core impact guys are gone. Unless you've got a line on somebody that you know for sure and for certain that you want that fits your team, that's going to be there at six. That, my friends, is really tough. That's what separates GMs from great GMs, the guys that know how to build out a roster. And there's not many of those guys in the NBA. Uh, no more Atlanta Hawks talk. I can't take it. No more of this horrible free agent class unless Anthony Davis does something. I want Look, I think, I think Gordon Hayward uh, is in play uh, because, look, he's, he hasn't been the same since the injury. If he opts out and the Bucks get him, big deal, little deal, big deal, okay? 
If he goes back to Utah with Donovan Mitchell, big deal. Okay. Um, if he finds his way to L.A., the Lakers, big deal. Um, so finds his way to Chicago, Billy Donovan, big deal. Finds his way to the Miami Heat, big deal. Those, big deal, right? Those are impact sort of guys. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what Anthony Davis does. But it looks like, like we said, 99% of all indications is he's going to sign a two-year deal with the Lakers or another one-and-one, one, you know, that sort of routine. Uh, look, that's what a lot of guys are doing. You know, Gordon Hayward's looking for the long-term deal. He's willing to give up $32 million today uh, for a longer-term contract. But with the NBA, you know, schedule and revenue models, what is it going to look like in this quasi-pandemic? Uh, you know, who knows? Um, this draft is going to take on a lot of importance. Uh, free agency being able to get maybe that one guy out there that's going to make a difference. I don't see Fred Van Vliet going to uh, New York. Love to see him come to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, get rid of Rubio. Uh, get rid of, uh, you know, a couple of these other guys holding us down. If you got Fred Van Vliet, Devin Booker, uh, Bridges, DeAndre Aiden, and the other dude. I can't remember the other dude's name off the top of my head right now. Now you got something uh, to play with right there. So big sort of stuff. Uh, WWE Network just renewed. Somebody's paying me for that. Anyway, on that note. Oh, by the way, just as a side note, Undertaker one last time at Survivor Series. So I'll give Vinnie Mac, Bruce Pritchard, uh, Triple H a little plug up there. Survivor Series, November 22nd. The final farewell, the farewell ride uh, to The Undertaker. It's going to be kind of cool. I don't know who the opponent's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a theater sort of match like they did, the Boneyard match with AJ Styles. But if you're cool, and I doubt a few people are, but if you are WWE Network, very cool stuff. Let's put a bow on this week, big boy. Any last things before I shill going out the door? Gotta love uh, Fred VanVleet. Oh, come I'm, on! I'm talking about him. Um, I think with the draft coming on November 18th, yeah, November 18th, I think it's something to watch out, like how Lamelo Ball does, how all these other prospects does. It's gonna be very interesting. So I think you gotta keep that out. Well, look, we're gonna we're gonna be obviously live with you guys again uh, on the podcast prior to the draft. There's gonna be a lot of information uh, coming out of the Barclays Center what GMs are going to do, not do, draft day trades, the rumor, the innuendo, the everything. It's going to be very, very cool. Guys, as always, you need to find us, find us, find us, find us. Let's drive some. Listen, if you're tired and sick and tired of all the political ads and all the political talk, let's talk some ball, man. Let's talk some hardwood. Let's do it at Twitter, twitter.com slash courtsideheat, instagram.com slash courtsideheatmba, facebook.com slash courtsideheat. YouTube.com slash Courtside Heat, Rumble.com slash Courtside Heat, Parlor.com slash Courtside Heat. We are ever, oh, Medium, dude, we are blowing up on Medium. And if you love sports, man, you guys need to be on Medium. Josh is one of the sickest authors on Medium, getting mad views. It's unbelievable what's happening on Medium. How do they find you on Medium? Yeah, so basically, if you just want to do like medium.com slash course here, just go to medium.com 
Go in the search bar, put Coors at Key, and if you feel very generous, just give us a follow. Yeah, man, Medium is blowing up. People are reading articles from months ago that Josh has been putting on there because his NBA knowledge, his NBA perspective, his long-form writing, his short-form writing. Listen, we, we make fun of Woj because he's a total jerk-off, but the truth of the matter is we make fun of Woj because he can't put two coherent sentences together with a flashlight being done for him the way that Josh can. And that's why Josh is one of the biggest players on Medium on that content side of things. Go find us there. And then obviously, courtsideheat.com slash store. Find all your gear, all your sports memorabilia, all that stuff right then and there. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter, the stuff that we won't talk about on the podcast, the stuff that you won't find, won't find on social media, the stuff that you won't find on the website, you'll find in the newsletter. That's why people are absolutely loving it when that thing goes out. Courtsideheat.com, a little pop-up will come, give you a coupon for the store, save at least 25%, $6 off $25. Very cool. You're going to save some money over the pricing that we have on Macari as well. Awesome stuff. So get there. Courtsideheat.com. Claim your coupon. Get in with the newsletter. Then click on over. Check out the long-form content. Check out the store. Courtsideheat.store. That's where Macari. We got hundreds of stuff. Josh said 200 stuff. We got like 450 things, but we're also putting lots together. So if you're a Celtics guy, it's there. If you're a Hawks guy, it's there. If you're a Lakers guy, you don't have to buy things individual. We're putting lots together, right? Of some of the, like Dominique Wilkins with the Hawks, with the Celtics, all kinds of stuff. We got starting lineup. We got autographs. We got Connie Hawkins. We got, guys, we got everything. Courtsideheat.store. That's where it's happening on Macari. Come on over to Rumble. Rumble.com. Courtside Heat. Give us some Rumbles, baby. It's happening. That's the best place for video engagement. Next time, I absolutely positively promise you we're not going to talk about Christian Wood, Fred Van Fleet, and if I can help it, LaMelo Ball, that cheesehead. It simply doesn't matter. We got big hoops to talk about. Everything kicks off December 22nd, the start of the NBA season. The draft is when? Um, day 18th. November 18th. We're coming up right on it. Next podcast is going to be draft heavy, plus all the other news. Until next time, he is... Kid Expert Josh, I am Jason. We'll see you on the hardwood. Deuces. Shaka Khan.